What's up, fellas? Welcome to episode 16 of the Grown Man Podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Kersey. And on today's episode of the show, J.R. Foster is our esteemed guest. JR is a real estate entrepreneur. He and his business partner, Dave, have built a multiple seven-figure business, a really impressive business in these three verticals that are maybe seemingly disintegrated, but really interconnected. They, they've really come at uh, this concept of a real estate company, kind of thought about it sideways and built a, a, a really, really neat, really impressive business that way. We dig into JR's business, but also just kind of his story, his upbringing on the west side of Cincinnati and uh, what that has done just to his perspective on uh, his mission and the the vision that God has given him for uh, where he and his wife and his uh, and his business are to go, uh, where God's leading them. And I, I love just like the integration of his walk, his, his really deep walk with Jesus into his marriage, into his business, into his friendships, into all of his relationships. I'm just so impressed with JR. I love spending time with him. Uh, we have a blast talking about sports and everything in between, but uh, excited to share this episode with you real quick before we dive into the show. Uh, if you haven't already, I'd love for you to go to www.grownmanproject.com and get subscribed to the email list. We changed the format of those emails a little bit where I'm sharing some of my favorite podcast episodes outside of this podcast, some recommended reading, and even a man challenge of the week. So would love for you to be a part of that. Again, grownmanproject.com. Get subscribed to the email list and make sure uh, you get our weekly email with some encouragement encouragement, inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of challenge. Hey! Good deal, brother. JR, welcome to the show, man. I uh, appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for being here. So I wanted to have you on the show specifically because you've done some cool stuff that is totally outside of my realm of expertise when it comes yeah. to entrepreneurship. <laughs> but you also, just anytime I've been around you, you have like a, a, a magnetism, like an attraction thing to you that I can tell men are just drawn to you. That's good. That's and good so I'm excited to just dig into your story a little yeah, bit. Yeah, man. Today, man. Look forward to it. So uh, the one piece I do know that I learned in our pre-call, West Side Cincinnati guy. Oh, right? yeah, man. Born and raised, <laughs> West Ride. You know, it's a hard-working class folks over there, man. It's amazing, man. Yeah. 52 cousins, 52 is that right? 52 first cousins. Okay. You know? So talk to us about, like, growing up West Side, this massive family, which is indicative of the West Side. It right? is. You know what? It's, it's, it's uh, the West Side through and through, I think. The West Side's just known for that, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, huge family. You know, my mom and dad have been married for 58 years. Wow. And they have seven on one side, seven on the other side. So, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's had a multitude of kids, um, just like the West Side, right? It's all to do there is this church <laughs> and family, church right? And family. <laughs> right? That's awesome. And so, um, yeah, we all lived in Sailor Park in Cincinnati. My sisters went to West High. My parents went to West High. Um, and just the cousins all lived in the same area, right? My grandma lived two doors down, cousins lived two doors down, and so mm. it was just a big, huge uh, compound of Fosters running around, right? <laughs> Foster, Saunders, and a couple other uh, families that branched out. Uh, but when I was five, we moved to Wyoming, so I kind of lost a little bit of my West Side roots, but I'm still in there, still in my blood. Still claiming it. <laughs> still claiming still it. Claim it. Yeah, That's awesome, sure. man. Yep. And you were a soccer player growing up, right? I was, man. Very unique, man. Uh, yeah. My dad was a big baseball player, almost played for the Reds, but I just wanted to kind of chart my own course. And 
I just gravitated. My sister signed me up for like a soccer league when I was three, and I just was really kind of really good at it for some reason. And so it kind of it took me places that I never would have gone. Man, it took did me you all ever play country. baseball? Like I did. You know, I played baseball. I played football. Yeah. I did everything. Okay. Man, I was one of those kids that wanted to do everything. I did unicycle. I mean, I did everything. Unicycle. <laughs> I did unicycle. What? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> How do you even get in a unicycle? In my elementary school in Wyoming, they had a, one of the dads was a unicycle rider, and he had a That's unicycle wild. class after school, so I did that for two years. No one knows that, so That's everyone amazing. knows it. There now. we go. Now we got the scoop. <laughs> right. Now we got the scoop. Okay, but, I but did soccer stood out. Soccer stood out, karate stood out, and um, basketball stood out. Okay. But I, as I grew up, you know, grew up through the, I was like, I need to really focus on soccer. Yeah. 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 That's amazing, man. Yeah. So played in college and everything. ended up getting some pretty big scholarship opportunities. I did. Stuff, I got right? scholarship opportunities um, all over, man. I was committed to Vanderbilt, decided to scrap that and went to DePaul, played there, and mm-hmm. was fortunate enough to be named in the Hall of Fame a couple years ago. And I've got like I think now about six or seven records there, which is still which is still standing. Which is yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it was funny. We did our pre-interview, just like gets yeah. it because I didn't know much about your background. Yeah. And uh, and I and my wife went to DePaul her freshman year. Oh yeah. And big D three family, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the Cuss family. And uh, uh, I was chatting with her afterwards. I'm like, do you do you, like does Jr. Foster sound familiar to you? I was like, he played soccer. She was like, doesn't he still have scoring records? So, <laughs> oh no, that's so crazy. you're famous, man. There you go. That's <laughs> <You're> awesome. <famous>. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. So talk to me about that decision process to forego scholarship opportunity at Vandy and go play at DePaul. What, what, yeah. what triggered that? That's a great question. It was really around what I wanted out of life later, right? And I was fortunate enough to have great parents that kind of helped me navigate that. Yeah. I wanted to have a full college experience, go abroad, be in a fraternity, right? When you're at Vandy or any big school, soccer's your life, right? Totally. Soccer and maybe education is below that, right? Totally. So I wanted to get a great education, be in a fraternity, go abroad, do all that fun stuff, go on spring break. Yeah. And so I was able to do that at D3. And yeah. I knew I wasn't going to go pro, and I didn't really want to go if I could, mm-hmm. right? Because I wanted to yeah. get out and start a company, Yeah. right? Yeah, so talk to me about that. <laughs> yeah. you, you said in our pre-interview, like, you knew from a real early age that you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like, how early are we talking? I mean, it's funny. My mom would say early on, like, she knew, like, at, say, seven or eight years old that I just was hard-driving, very, like, very directive, very leadership-driven. And so wow. she's like, I don't think you're ever going to be able to work for anyone. <laughs> and I don't know if she said it in a positive way <laughs> or a negative way. But I just knew, man, I just knew, like, I was going to run a company, start a company, something in a leadership role. Uh, and I always felt that as long as I put my good foot forward, I was going to be successful. Yeah. Right. And so my intention was always to get the right skill set in commercial real estate and investment banking mm-hmm. through the corporate, you know, mm-hmm. through the corporate lens. Yeah. And then at some point I was going to start my own company. Wow. Why real estate and corporate finance? So... When I was in high school, my high school girlfriend, her father, had invested in a lot of real estate. Okay. And to be perfectly honest with you, it was the first time I had seen a kind of a black guy own mm-hmm. a bunch of real estate, right? Mm-hmm. And so kind of to rent, win his favor, I worked for him and collected rent and cut his grass at his apartment no buildings. Way. But I just loved his lifestyle. And so he kind of really opened my eyes around, like, you know, real estate's got a lot of different avenues. I didn't necessarily go down the avenue that he was in because he was a, a developer owner. Okay. Um, but I knew that I wanted to be on the deal side. And I also knew that I wanted to learn the finance side. If you know the numbers, you can control the deal. 
And so today, you know, our company does both. We do real estate advisory work on the corporate side, and then we also help our clients on the investment bank and helping them finance real estate. That's amazing. So, man. yeah. And I want to I want to dig into like that that story a little bit more. But talk to us about like kind of where the where the company is today. Like because you, you yeah. guys are doing some pretty amazing stuff. We right? are we are, and we're intentional around what we do. It, mm-hmm. it seems on paper or maybe not on paper that it's uh, verticals that may not match up well mm-hmm. together. But you know our company is ten years um, in the making. Um, we have uh, three distinct um, verticals, and one in which we provide real estate services for small to mid-sized companies, helping them okay. buy, lease, or sell real estate. We also have a commercial mortgage division, which we help them you know, finance real estate. And then once you own the building, we have a long-term facility ma- maintenance company. It's amazing. So you know, we help them find it, finance it, and then manage it. And you started this right out of college, right? So we started it. So I started doing work in the corporate space right out of college okay. and corporate real estate, Got right? It. Then I moved into investment banking with Lehman Brothers and J.P. Morgan. Oh, wow. And then Lehman collapsed. Dave and I were there at the same time. Dave, my business partner, and we decided, hey, man, let's, let's start our own company. That's so we amazing. did that in 2010. That's amazing. Okay, yeah. so you went and got some experience and oh, some yeah. exposure to learn. I did. And then, and then ventured out on your own. Yep. So... Uh, talking about why David's your best buddy on the planet. He is, man. He is, yeah. Um, so Dave and I, unique story, we met in seventh grade uh-huh. at a birthday party um, for, from a guy named Chris Zimmerman uh, that we both mutually knew but didn't know each other, right? Mm-hmm. And so David, fast forward to high school, David went to Moeller for two years, mm-hmm. and then he transferred to Country Day, which is where I was. Okay. So kind of reconnected after seventh grade in high school. Yeah. Um, he went to Ohio State. I went to DePaul. And we reconnected after college, kind of knew that we had, you know, like-minded interest in business and just mm-hmm. personal and hanging out, you know, in your 20s, drinking yeah. beers and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. And so we just kind of stayed connected and, um, you know, became best buddies in our 20s and just stayed all the way through and started a company. And you know how that can be. It can be a challenge, but we have not had those challenges. It's amazing. At man. all. What, why, why did you guys decide that you should partner up? God, I just felt like, and I, maybe he would say the same thing. It just felt like the right thing to do. I don't think mm. we thought of anything, any other partners but us. You know, mm. we had the same thought patterns, the same processes, and sometimes that gets us in trouble because we think alike, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, you know, he was the one that I wanted to partner with from the get-go. You know, mm. I've had other great friends, but the, I wanted them to remain friends, and Dave was just the guy that I wanted to partner with. Mm. That's amazing, yeah. man. Yeah. What are, you, uh, what are you most proud of that you guys have, have accomplished through the business? You know, I would say st- staying best friends, really. Huh, that's cool. You know, I mean, it can be a challenge, right? You mm. see a lot of friends go turn enemies because, mm. you know, someone's untrustworthy, the integrity's not there. We have kept that, and maybe it's increased. Yeah. You know, it's just the, the relation, um, just talking about relational um, goals have just in- increased, and it's more solid, mm. right? And then we just, we built a great business, you yeah. know, and it, we've done it the right way, and we continue to, you know, kind of build and grow. Yeah. It's amazing, man. Yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit because, like, yeah. yeah, I'm in business with my best buddy on the planet too. Who we yeah. talked about this. We a little did talk bit. about that. I, like, uh, we got a lot of advice both both ways, right? Like yeah. that if you're gonna do it, make sure you're 100 percent honest with each other going right into the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe don't do it. That's <laughs> a lot of the <laughs> advice we got, right? For sure. And I I have felt the same way that you do. Is like we've we've definitely had plenty of moments. So we've only been in business three years yep. together, but. We have plenty of moments where we butt heads, don't see eye to eye, whatever. 
But because of that solid foundation of our friendship, right. what like all that stuff becomes really, really healthy. Like it it's does. created a depth of relationship that I don't think we ever would have gotten yeah. had we not pursued this this business together. 100%. Would, do you agree with that? I totally agree with that. And it's it takes you to a different level of friendship. Yeah. Right. It just does. Yeah. You know, it's it's like a husband and wife relationship, really. Totally. I mean, you spend more time almost with your business partner than you do with your. Your, your wife or your significant other. Absolutely. You know? I do always laugh about like uh, my business partner, Chad. Everybody always assumes that I know everything that's going on in his life because yeah. like, we're with each other all day. Yeah. They'll be like, so like, what, what's Chad doing this weekend? I'm like, I don't know. We work when we're at work. Same know? thing with us, right? <laughs> exactly. I was like, I got no idea what's going on. I can tell you what he did yesterday. <laughs> that's all I got. So true. 100%. Yeah. Amazing, man. <laughs> Um, talk to me about your faith journey. When did yeah. when did faith enter your your life? So you know, faith entered my life early, just mm-hmm. because my parents were you know had had a very strong faith. And mm-hmm. but what was and interesting is that my parents never pushed faith on us. Mm-hmm. They always said, "This is our journey. This is what we believe in." Yeah. But we want you guys to get exposure in various different disciplines of religion. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took that for what it was, and I really explored religion. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't. I was not solidified to one religious belief growing up. And it kind of left me in a way of, of an unpathed journey, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a faith to really lean on. And I think I was telling you in the, in the pre-call that, you know, I had a very unique um, outcome when I was like 26. Um, I met a guy, Neil Sunderman, mm-hmm. um, who was a, a wanting mentor of mine that I wanted. He was the top guy in commercial real estate on the industrial side, and I had always been envious of him. And mm-hmm. so getting an opportunity to meet him, you know, we sat down, and I just said, how have you become the top guy? And he said, really, you know, burrowing into my faith. Mm-hmm. He said, putting God first, wow. putting family first, and then everything else takes care of itself. Yeah. And so for, uh, you know, I had asked him, hey, you know, how can I be a part of that journey? And so we met for almost three to four years. Every Wednesday morning, we met at... First watch, and we did a Bible study, one-on-one Bible study, and it really had me focus intentionally on my faith, and I'm a better man for it. That's amazing, yeah. man. Shout yeah. out Neil. That's yeah, cool. shout out Neil's great, and it's so funny because you know I'm a at the time I'm a 26 year old black guy. Mm. He's a 60 year old white guy who really had never had that relationship with a younger yeah. black guy. I had never a relationship with an older white guy, and it really melded us together. It was mm. a very unique relationship, and it still was a great relationship. And what like courage for him to like you're coming to him as a business mentor, mm-hmm. and for him to say, look, it's got nothing to do with business. It's exactly. it's this, yeah. right? Like. That had to have taken a lot of courage on his part to sh- to op- to be open to share that. He did, right? and he shared a lot of things, you know, just about life and you know growing up and the mistakes he made with marriage and things like that. So he was really intentional about what he was telling me. Yeah, right. And it was a great mentorship for me, and it mm-hmm. still is. Um, so I, I I love Neil, and he's just a great man. Mm. Yeah, it's one of the things that we've talked about a lot on this podcast that that you and I have jammed on too, right? Mm-hmm. Is like. Just having the courage to reach out to men that you admire, mm-hmm. reach out to mentors that, um, that you don't know how they're going to respond. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, they're going to say, absolutely, let's get together and be so willing to pour pour into your life. Uh, I assume you've found that to be true oh, in more God. than just relationship with Neil. I'm exactly. sure there's been other men along the way. You know, that's one of the biggest things that's helped me grow you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and grow. Um, my entire life. It's been reaching out to people that one, either I admire, I see them doing something that you know I want to be doing, um, or I see them leading a life, whether it be faith-based, financially, mm-hmm. relationally, um, that has helped me really grow the person I am. And those folks, you're right, you reach out to them, they are more than willing to meet with you. Mm. 
more than willing. It's been it's been great. You know, I've had a great father too, and so mm -hmm. he's been awesome. Um, he's always there. He's my biggest supporter, my biggest mentor. But having other folks with different perspectives mentor yeah. you is, is second to none. Was your dad an entrepreneur? You know, it's interesting you think about that. My dad was blue collar all the way through, right? Worked at General Motors and the, the transmission plant in uh, Norwood, mm. 46 years in the same company. Um, but amazing. but what's, and as I look back, he was entrepreneur. He started a landscaping grass cutting company when I was 10, and he still has it today. He's 78 no and still way. works it. Oh, yeah, so yeah, so he was. I mean, he had I, I think at one time, you know, 80, 90 clients, you oh my know. Gosh. So yeah, so and he was doing that and working at General Motors. So he was entrepreneur. That was his side thing. Dude, the work ethic of that generation oh, it's like blows my mind. Yeah. Like to think about that. Like yep. working at General Motors, probably working a tough, tough. job yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Transmission and then plant. having 80, 90 clients in landscape like yeah. I don't have you done landscaping? Did oh yeah, work I that worked. Business? That's what yeah. I did for so from age ten until I graduated college. That's what I did. I worked I came home and worked summers with him. But yeah, go. he would go to work at four in the morning, get off at three thirty, and then he would, you know, rest a couple hours and he would go out and cut grass and then be home for dinner. Yeah. What did that do for you to see that growing up, like that level of work oh, ethic? It was it was amazing. I mean, it, I tell people no one can outwork me because of what I saw in my dad and yeah. my mom, for that matter. My yeah. mom worked hard. But just seeing that and also having to work alongside him and be pushed on how he works, his work ethic, I was mm -hmm. like, man, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's it's. And I actually worked at General Motors a couple summers in college. Yeah. Okay. And worked in the transmission pan. I'm like, I am never doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I am buckling down in school. I am never doing this. That's, and that was your dad's 46 years, man. Yeah. Talk about just consistently showing up. Exactly. That takes some discipline. Yeah. And fi you said 58 years of marriage? 58 years of my mom. They got married at 14 and 16. Very West Side. Get married yeah, early. No right? Yeah. <laughs> Pour into your religion and just have a bunch of babies. <laughs> <laughs> Get after it. <laughs> Get, after Get after it. it. I, dude, 58 years of marriage is something special. Oh, yeah. So if if this podcast finds its way to your parents, just oh, it will. kudos to them, man. <laughs> yeah. That's powerful. Yep. Um, I, I'm curious, too, like seeing this work ethic from your dad, having these great mentors in your life. You're a father now, right? How many, two. How many kids? I have two, two kids? I have, so I have two kids. I have a bonus kid that was brought to the, the, the relationship. We love Trey a great awesome. deal. Awesome. And then we're having another one. Um, in June, so we'll be four kids deep. Oh man! Yeah, so we have three boys, and then we don't know what this third, this fourth one's going to be. Okay, so, amazing, brother. Yeah. How are you replicating what you've learned from mentors, from your dad, from what you know? Watching sounds like an amazing father growing mm -hmm. up. How are you taking some of those lessons and pulling them into your role as a father now? Yeah, I uh, I think I pull all of them. You mm -hmm. know, you know all the lessons that I learned and. Um, you know, just the trust of the of the men that are around me, the integrity of the men that were around me, just making sure I pour that into my boys, making sure that, you know, they're great men and helping them become great men like those men before me did with yeah. me, yeah. you know, and just those principles and practices that my dad was like, you have to be, you have to do this, you have to have integrity, no lying, no cheating, no drugs, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be pouring into them. And I, and I see myself saying the exact same lines that my dad said to me. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing, man. Yeah. I love that. Yep. That's got you know. I don't. I don't have any kiddos yet. Right, we're yet. taking our time. <laughs> yeah. I, we always joke about we're both on businesses, so we'll, we have two we'll babies that we're nurturing. <laughs> you know? Take your time. And uh, uh, but but I love just that. Like I think it's such a amazing and beautiful opportunity to mm -hmm. go. Okay, how do I want to focus in on how I'm going to raise my my children, yep. especially when you have boys? Like that's got to be just a total like align your vision immediately. Exactly. Right? 
Uh, you shared we were at the first ever grown man event mm -hmm. last night. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you being there. It's outstanding. Man. And uh, you you stood up and shared, and I appreciate you breaking the ice and being the first yes. one to stand up and share <laughs> something. And and the one thing that I, I I was really impressed by that you shared is just talking about how quickly life has evolved mm -hmm. from single guy to engaged to husband to yep. dad, yep. I, and taking that time to like slow down and actually appreciate that storyline. What do you feel like in this season of your life? What do you feel like God's teaching you and showing you? Yeah, so as you go through all that and it's kind of just all on your shoulders, I think God's just teaching me that I'm able to handle handle it, right? Mm. I'm able to take on this responsibility right? because before I was you know, very single, right? And then yeah. you get right into life, right? You start getting kids, get engaged, you have all that. Um, but I think God just teaches me that I'm capable and mm. beyond capable to handle this, mm. right? And he's just pouring into me, trying to just be the best that I can be, Yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. You talked about uh, the importance of mentors like Neil and your dad mm -hmm. all through kind of the evolution of your career. What does mentorship look like in your life today? So it's still still evolving. I think you have to always have mentors. And, and what's great about where I am now at, at 40, age 40, is um, having mentees of my own, mm. right? And, and giving back, right? Yeah. I think, you know, and reaching down and pulling people up. I think yeah. we were talking about mission and vision last night at your event. And part of my mission and my event is, is and my mission and my, my, uh, my vision is to help others, mm. right? Coaching, teaching, mentorship. Uh, it's a big thing of mine. I get, I feel great from it, and hopefully I'm pouring in the right messages to those people. Yeah. Right? That's powerful, man. Yeah, but I, and I told you on the pre-call, I think you can have all types of mentors, right? I even yeah. reach out to younger guys, you know, that I admire. I admire you, right? I mean, it's like, you know, you're doing great things, but it's, you don't, you don't have to have, you know, long in the tooth or well-heeled mentors with gray yeah. hair, right? Yeah. You can have younger guys. You can have peers, you know, guys your age. I mean, everyone can bring a different feel and mentorship to you. Mm -hmm. That's such a cool message, too, to like any any seasoned veterans that yeah. might be listening to the podcast, too, of there's there's opportunities for growth mm -hmm. by reaching out to a younger man that they might admire yeah. and saying, hey, I see a ton of raw talent in you. Because I had mentors do this to me, and it totally changed my life. Yeah. Guys that I admired, that I maybe at 22 years old, 18 years old, whatever, <laughs> didn't quite have the stones to reach out to myself, mm -hmm. but that looked at me and said, hey, you have something and I want to help grow and develop that, yeah. let's get together on a regular basis. Yep. And I think like to put all the onus on the young guy to, to reach out and to come prepared and all that, sometimes, like I get that in a perfect world that that's how that would happen, but sometimes it takes us to raise our hand and go, hey, come, come hang out with me. I want to spend time. I want to build into you. Yeah, that's big. And I've had three or four or five folks do that to me. Todd mm. Wachowski is mm. one of those, you know, that saw something in me, I guess, and has always reached down and picked me up and hey, I want to go have lunch with you. Let's talk about this. Let's do how's the family, how are the kids. Yeah. Marty Dunn was another one who's a lawyer for, mm. you know, here in Cincinnati. I mean, I just had a good man also look at me, and I might not have reached out to them, but yeah. they reached out to me. Yeah. Right? It's funny you bring up Todd Wachowski. Yeah. We just recorded a podcast with him, too. I'm not sure when it'll go live, but Todd's an amazing mentor and friend. Mm -hmm. I, like, uh, one of the things interesting about, like, why I started paying attention to you and what you were doing and wanted to get closer to you mm -hmm is because I saw that you were important to Todd. Mm. And I said, okay, if 
JR is important to Todd, then JR better be important to me. Because <laughs> yeah, Todd's got good taste. That's right? good stuff. Oh, he's great taste. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's cool too. Just like note it if you do feel like you need more community, you need more mentors in your life, you need more folks around you that are 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 uh, growing themselves or are building themselves, investing into what God has for them. Yeah. Like look at the men that you admire, the women that you admire, whoever it is, mm-hmm. and look at their community and yeah. say, gosh, who are they spending time with that maybe I could I could spend some time with That's too. That's huge. I haven't looked at it that way. That's huge. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. I hadn't either until you just said it. <laughs> it's the beauty of the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Talk to me about this next iteration of the business. What, what's kind of the vision? Where are you guys headed? Yeah, so we are... Really headed to building a cell, right? Mm-hmm. We really would love to have an exit event, you know, mm-hmm. a liquidity event where we're going to probably, not even probably, we are going to intentionally build the maintenance side of the business mm-hmm. to sell it, you know, wrap some technology around it. Awesome. There's just a revolution, there's a ev- evolution going on in the maintenance world, you know, mm-hmm. lack of maintenance folks, you know, electricians, plumbers. So we think we're going to really be able to grow that and sell it. I think Dave and I will always keep the capital side of the business. It's yeah. not as capital intensive. You can always do that. We can do that well in the, our uh, late ages. But, um, you know, I think it's we're young guys that have an opportunity to, to build something special. Mm. And then we'll just continue to pour into the business. Yeah. So that's where we're headed. You have built something special. Yeah, I'll I'm appreciate excited that. <laughs> to see what you guys continue to build. Yeah. One of the things that, that stuck out to me that I noticed on social media that you and Dave do that I think you're about to go do, if I recall, is your you, you go down to Naples? Is that what it is? We do. do some planning? Yeah, Dave f- made a funny joke yesterday because we'd have a planning meeting every year between the, the partners, so Dave and I. Yeah. Uh, we've done it every year, and we started out with less money and just doing it here in Cincinnati, and then uh-huh. we you know we moved on to doing it in Naples. So we would do we bring the families down, right? So the ladies. Oh, you do. Yeah, oh yeah. So we okay. bring the ladies down and the kids and. You know, they're off doing their thing while we're having our planning meeting, and then we all come together and have lunches and dinners together. So it's great. That's so cool. they get they get incorporated into the process as yeah. well because um, they're just as important as we are because mm-hmm. they have to deal with it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in, also around that, we just go to Naples to get away, mm-hmm. you know, get some yeah. good weather in us, right? Yeah. You know, because around this time of year, you got, <laughs> you got the, you know, the gray weather. So Totally. Yeah. So how do you guys... How do you structure that planning time? Like, what what are some of the things that you guys will, will work through or talk about? Yeah, great question. So with the three distinct divisions, we really tackle each division, okay. right, right? And then we talk about a one, a three, and a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. And the five-year plan is more more your big hack, right, your, your big goals, mm-hmm. right? The three-year is, you know, if, it'd be great to get there. Um, and then the one-year goals is really what we need to do on a monthly basis and then what the end result's going to be so yeah. we start with the end in mind yeah and then figure out how to get there i love that man. yeah so if we want to you know have five million in revenue how do we do it right if we yeah. want to plan new marketing do we want to do you know hiring how do we get there yeah so that's how we i do love it. the intentionality of that like not just what you do in that meeting but bringing your families along and just oh, carving yeah. out that time yeah is so cool. You you were sharing with me a little bit too, like uh, uh, some best practices in your marriage, like because mm-hmm. you got uh, you talk about what you guys are building yeah. and the kiddos. Like yep. you got a lot going on, man. We got a ton going on, and and my better half Rhonda, she's busy as well. She's mm-hmm. you know very high up in HR at the Jewish Hospital. Oh wow! And so she's busy and she's yeah. running, she's doing her thing, and so you know being intentional about keeping true to the relationship is is mm. very important. So we have a standing date every Thursday. You know, my mm. as I was telling you in the pre-call, my parents, God bless them, take our kids every Thursday 
pick them mm. up from daycare, and then take them back on Friday morning. So we have a full night on Thursday. Today's oh, that's Thursday. amazing, man. So Rhonda just texted me and said, hey, this is where we're going to dinner. And, you know, so we'll do a date. And I that's think it's, amazing. it's important to have that. And, and I couldn't do what I do without her. I think someone said last night at your event, Corey, I think, she gives me the opportunity to do what I need to do around being with friends, you know, getting outside of the family structure yeah. and getting, you know, with like-minded guys that can pour into me. And then I come back home excited, yeah. stories, you know. Yeah. And so I try to encourage her to do the same thing because I just know the, how she can be bogged down with kids, work, and everything. Yeah, yeah. that's powerful, man. Yeah, man. Uh, if there's some young guys listening that uh, may be interested in the real estate world, yeah. Maybe interested in the finance side of what you do. What what would you encourage them to do if they kind of want to get their feet wet in that that world? Well, they can always reach out to me. You know, I can. You know, you can get your my information from from you. Yeah. Um, but I would say, you know, the best thing to do is just you know start reaching out to folks that are in the industry. You know, mm -hmm. don't be afraid to. You probably know someone that knows someone that's yep. in commercial real estate or investment banking, and just take them to lunch or take them get them some coffee. And just pick their brain around what they do every day, right? Yeah. What the what the business, what excites them about being in commercial real estate yeah. or whatever the division of, of, of real estate is. Um, that's what I did. You know, yeah. I met with older folks, met with some of my fraternity brothers, and just said, "Hey, why do you like real estate? Why does it get you excited every day?" Yeah. And so once I did that, you know, I think younger folks should do that too. Yeah, yeah. that's powerful, brother. Yeah, I want to go back for just a second about like the vision of where you guys are headed. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, how does uh, how does like your prayer life and uh, God's vision for your life, how do you integrate that into vision for your family or vision for the business? I think it's the most critical thing that I do and that we do as a family and we do a thing as a business. It's intentional prayer, you know, mm -hmm. I pray every day and mm -hmm. I pray for the things that, you know, having me hung up, you know, mm -hmm. things that are, you know, heavy on my heart. You know, mm -hmm. if we're trying to grow the business, asking God for a clear direction on how to do so. Yeah. You know, I think you have to. I think prayer leads to outcomes. Yeah. You know, so I, I think it's 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 just being intentional about for me, my faith and praying through things that are either good and obviously I think you should pray for things that have happened to you that are great. Mm. Right. Thank yeah. you for providing me this awesome opportunity, this awesome yeah. life, right? Yeah. I've been very blessed to have a knock on wood, a great life. Mm. And it's all because of higher being, you know? Yeah. You know? I love that. Like uh, last night at the event, Corey was talking about one of the five Ps mm -hmm. uh, as you craft your vision is provision. Yeah. And that really stuck out to me. Like I've never actually slowed down to think about what has God given me? Yeah. What has he blessed me with that I need to now go pour out to others? Yeah. I thought, so what you said there, I think is just so crucial is giving gratitude for that. Yeah. And then also being prayerful about where do I need to deploy what he's given me. Exactly. And, I, so and, and, and back to talking about Neil, I mean, I never would have done that mm. ever. Mm. I don't just fought through it like men fight through things, right? Yes. I never would have asked for those, those blessings or asked for directions. Awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, anything I didn't ask you that I should have? No. The special shout out to Rhonda. She does a great job. Yeah, she is, and dealing with a guy that's going in a million different directions. Yes, Rhonda, <laughs> we'll pray for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a woman with uh, four guys in the house, so she's. Uh, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll pray for you twice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for sure. Amazing, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for spending the time. Well, thanks with for me having today. me, man. This is awesome. This has been great. I'm I'm excited for all that you guys are doing. I'm, I'm excited for our friendship. I'm excited for the relationships that may come out of 
guys that are listening to the show, mm-hmm. and I, I want to circle back around to like that open invitation to reach out to Jr. Please do. Hopefully, we don't flood his inbox. He's, well, he's a busy can. guy. You can. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I would encourage anybody that's listening that um, as as you guys feel that tug on your heart to spend some time with Jr. to reach out to him, be yeah. proactive in that, man. Like yeah. I think you're hearing from both of us that yeah. that has. It forever changed the trajectory of my life. I know you would say the same. So yeah. um, for you to have that opportunity to build into somebody else, I know is special for you too. Man. Yeah, and thank you for having me. Man. This has been great, and kudos yeah. to you and for your journey and everything you're doing. I love it, brother. Yeah, we'll man. link up the company and your 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 info, LinkedIn, yeah. Instagram, whatever else in the show notes. People Definitely. Get in touch with you. But yeah. bless you, brother. Yeah, Appreciate you too, man. You. See ya. What's up, fellas? I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did recording it. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. If this show has done anything for you, I want you to do two quick things for me if you haven't already. The first is I want you to go to grownmanproject.com. It's linked up there in the show notes. And I want you to make sure that you're signed up for our email newsletter. We're going to be doing live events throughout 2020. We're going to be sending out content that I think is relevant. If you like this podcast, the content that we're delivering there over email is relevant as well. We're going to be talking about other podcasts that we're listening to, other opportunities to get involved, other things that we are learning as we are doing this journey together as men that are just trying to figure it out in faith work and life, right? So I want you to go ahead and go to grownmanproject.com, get signed up for the email newsletter there. Second thing is leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That really helps us get this show out in front of as many men as possible. We are just trying to lean into what God is calling us to with this show. And so uh, we feel like one of the things God's calling us to is just to help get stories like this, get wisdom like this, get normal conversations, right? These conversations shouldn't be totally off the wall. These should be the conversations that we're having with mentors and with our community day in and day out. We want to get these normal conversations in the ears of as many men as possible. So leaving us a rating or review in iTunes is really, really helpful. I would greatly appreciate it. If you have thoughts, questions for the show, if you have men in your life that you think would be great guests for the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can shoot me an email at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at grownmanproject.com. Thanks again so much for listening, and I'll look forward to talking to you next week. God, thanks for the uh, opportunity to connect with JR. I thank you for uh, just the man that you've created him to be, um, such a, a, a unique, interesting, passionate, visionary guy. I thank you for uh, the opportunity to get to know him, and I thank you for the opportunity to share some of his story with men that I know that uh, uh, will be introduced to your character through some of the things that you've blessed uh, JR to experience. I pray that um, you would speak in us and through us as we uh, record this episode and that uh, the right guys would hear the right message on the other end of this thing. So you're going to pray. Amen. Amen.